This is the MG Car Club podcast with Wayne Scott and Adam Sloman. On this, our New Year's special for the MG Car Club podcast, we review the year that was 2020 and look forward to what's to look forward to in 2021. The MG Car Club podcast. Hello and welcome to another MG Car Club podcast as we look forward to the year ahead in 2021 and Adam and I review the year that was 2020. Hope you're keeping safe and well. Wayne Scott with you here and Adam Sloman uh, recovering from Christmas, I believe, Adam. Just about, mate. Um, Do you want any turkey? Because we've got loads left over here. (laughs) Uh, How many many holes on the belt have you moved along? (laughs) I've had enough. I've had enough of turkey. Um, ham, basically all the meats that you would associate with uh, with this time of year. I've eaten all my York fruits. Um, if, if, <laughs> if you don't know what York fruits are, Google them. There's a few quality streets still knocking about, mainly toffee pennies. Um, mm. Nobody likes them. Um, there's some of those weird like dark chocolate ones in the roses tin that nobody likes. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> and have the batteries all run out on the kids' toys by now? Well... I would say yes, except that we've got rechargeables in the house. So um, there's not even any (laughs) escape escape from that. (laughs) We did have uh, one amazing thing uh, land under our Christmas tree this year, thanks to Father Christmas. Mario Kart Live. Wow. If you don't know what Mario Kart Live is, it's the latest version of Mario Kart, uh, except instead of controlling a kart on your games console, it comes with a real life toy remote control car and you build the course in your house and then all of the things that happen in mario kart happen on the screen while you drive your car around the house it's awesome so we look forward to another year ahead and a much better year in 2021 we all hope but let's just take a minute adam to review well the mad year that was 2020 really and looking back to january 2020 the beginning of it all it does seem like it was another planet really and so long ago uh, we were very optimistic about what was going to be an exciting year ahead because of course it was the 90th anniversary of the mg car club celebrating 90 years of the mg car club supporting this community around the world and all of its achievements along the way. And of course, we had some nice car anniversaries, in particular, the MGF celebrating 25 years as well. It was it started off with so much promise, didn't it? But um, it uh, back in January, we had no idea what was coming. Um, on the motorsport side, though, there was a new appointment, wasn't there? Yeah, so Mark Bolch joined us as our competition secretary when the opportunity came up, when we were looking for a, for a new competition secretary, Mark just seemed to be such a good fit for, for what we were looking for. Um, so Mark came on board. At that point, we were looking towards a you know fairly standard um, six-meeting season. Um, but, um, but yeah, very quickly that, that picture changed. So Mark really found himself with a, with a huge challenge um, to, to get any form of motorsport going. Um, but didn't he do a brilliant job? Absolutely. And we have already announced the 
dates for next year's season or this coming year's season 2021 you can get them online now at the mg car club website mgcc.co.uk and january was also the time for a lot of announcements from mg motor wasn't it yeah so the mg3 uh, facelift got its own sat nav system which to be honest was a was a bit of a miss when the model was facelifted um back in 2018 i think we got the facelifted three um we were all sort of impressed by this big touch screen in the middle of the dash but sort of surprised that it didn't, didn't have a sat nav so when mg added the the igo system um to the three that was that was a sort of bit of a no-brainer but obviously added a lot of value and something that a lot of people look for in a, in a car absolutely and just before uh, January, of course, you and I had the opportunity to get out in the new MG ZS EV, and that really came into the market during 2020. And they announced back in January that they were to put that full lineup through with various different offers and uh, incredibly generous finance packages as well that they were announcing at the beginning of the year. Obviously, they had no idea what was coming either <laughs> and the challenges that the car market would, would end up enduring. But uh, basically, we had the MGHS, the ZS, uh, the ZS EV, and that MG3 with the new technology equipment as the beginning of the lineup for 2020. And was, of course, as the year went on, we learned about more and more models being added to that lineup. Uh, which we'll uh, we'll remember as we go through this year because in February it was all about race retro and Mark as you said got right into the role there as the, the competition secretary and announced that there was to be a new grid of cars uh, within the MG Car Club's racing lineup in 2020 and that was quite an exciting development within motorsport because it meant other marks were going to be racing with the mgs within the mg car club didn't it yeah because uh, if i remember rightly you joined mark at race retro for the for the for the sort of signing um, did. and we, we did a video didn't we on was that on youtube yep. or was it on facebook yep. i think it was on both well, we did it on both we did it live on the day actually as uh, mark gathered together the world's motorsport press to announce that the mg car club was going to expand its races in 2020 not knowing, of course, that there would be very little season left by mm. the time we did get out racing. Uh, but um, we started with all good intentions in February and, and an incredible amount of interest into the MG Car Club Race Championship at Race Retro. And a great opportunity, like so many shows, Adam, you know as well as anyone. It's a good opportunity not only to launch initiatives like that, but to also network with other clubs. And it was great to see the MG Car Club having conversations with other car clubs about collaborations for the future. Yeah, it's always really exciting when we get an opportunity to work with another club because, you know, it brings new ideas, it brings different viewpoints. And, you know, we all love um, our own specific marks. But um, if you talk to anyone in the car club, you'll find that, you know, they will probably have a soft spot for another mark as well. So it's always great when we get to, to work with friends from from jaguar or porsche or, or mini um or triumph you know all these great marks that have got great racing cars of their own um it's even better when we can bring them to come and play with with mg so um so yeah it's always good to see absolutely uh also february saw stonely the mg and triumph international spares day once again take place in the early part of the month and the mg car club adam always put on an amazing display at this show because it is one of those shows that brings out all the registers to talk about their own model with such passion doesn't it 
Yeah, it really does. It's um, it's not a show that, that we as main club attend anymore because, to be honest with you, the registers do such a wonderful job um, with their own stands. It was almost sort of redundant us being there because we're so well represented by, by the registers, as you say. Um, you know, particularly mentioned to the Triple M's, they always put on a brilliant show. Uh, in previous years, the B register have done a really good job. The MGFs uh, and TFs, you know, they rock up. They always bring new members. Um, I know that the the guys from uh, the ZRZSZT register um, like to, to get out to Stoneley and start telling people about the year they've got coming. So, yeah, Stoneley is always well represented when it comes to the MG Car Club. Well, a car that stuck in my mind from Stoney was Tim Sharp's gorgeous midget hill climb car. Mm. I think it was on the Triple M register stand, um, but just gorgeous. Finished in yeah. that lovely cream and uh, with the with the green uh, mud guards on it. Really stunning car. And, and not only is it a concourse restoration that Tim's done on that car, but he also uses it in hill climbing as well and drives it flat out. I mean, that's the kind of MG spirit we like to see, isn't it? Definitely. That's that's what they're made for. Well, it was a show that was battered by Storm Chiara, but it didn't put off the 7,000 attendees that turned up on the day to see over 200 MGs on display in the Halls of Stoney. And next year, it moves to Telford because, of course, now we're in the grip of social distancing and they decided that Stoney wasn't going to be big enough to allow them space to put the show on safely so next year it relocates to telford in the first weekend of february and that took us then through to the month where it all changed adam when this disease thing that we knew was happening over in china there suddenly became real and we realized that the year ahead was not going to play out quite as we'd hoped march brought incredible news of well uh, updates and uh, cancellations to events all over the place it also brought news that the FBHVC, of course, that the MG Car Club is a key member of, had campaigned successfully to keep protection-grade fuel at the pumps after the threats of E10 arriving. Um, of course, E10 fuel being higher in ethanol content. We spoke to David Whale on the podcast back in April about uh, the E5 protection grade that they'd campaigned for on our behalf to make sure that safe fuel was available for us for at least the next five years. MG were telling us that their electric vehicle sales had rocketed. Things were looking okay until lockdown arrived. And just take us back, Adam, to the moment when we were all sat on that Monday night and we've all got our own memories of this now, but that Monday night we all gathered around the TV to watch Boris Johnson on a Monday evening and then we realised that things had changed. Take us back to that moment and what you remember of it. Yeah, I mean, it was just so surreal. Um, you know, as part of my role as, as general manager of the club, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to get to travel to different events. Um, I'd not long come back from, from a trip to India for the 21 Gun Salute Concours. Um, you know, I'd been sat in India in 20 plus degree heat in February, which was rather pleasant. Um, looking at some stunning cars from all over the world. Um, and then very quickly realised that everything had changed. Um, I, I'm not old enough to remember a war, um, certainly not a, a world war. Um, but I, I guess it was, you know, that, that announcement from the Prime Minister telling us to stay at home um, sort of 
put the brakes on everything. Um, it certainly changed things here at Kimber House. For me personally, all of the sort of things that I mark my life by were gone. You know, in an instant, I went from being the general manager of the car club to working at home, to homeschooling Lillian James, to not leaving the house for anything, to watching my, my wife go out every day as a district nurse and deal with people with coronavirus and people with suspected coronavirus. Um, and just praying that that everyone I'm I'm fortunate enough to work with here at Kimber House and everyone that um, I'm fortunate enough to know through the car club was was going to get through this and and that was really a big catalyst behind you and I saying right come on we we talked about a podcast um, over twelve months ago um, we sat in in my office here at Kimber House you and I and said wouldn't it be great we could do it it'd be really cool we'd get loads of people we could go to events. Um, but when suddenly the the social side of the club was effectively cut at the knees um, and the event side was 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 wiped out, that really was a catalyst for you and I to get behind a microphone each and say, right, let's let's talk to each other, let's talk to the to the community, let's bring the members and the MG community together, and let's 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 talk about MGs. Well, we knew it was going to be fun doing a podcast, and we knew that it would give something to the MG community worldwide. What we didn't realise when we had those initial conversations all that time ago was that when we did start it, as we did in April of this year, it would prove such a lifeline, really, to the club and to the MG family across the mm. world. It has been the sole method of keeping everyone in touch every Absolutely. week. And, and I do get the feeling that our listeners and the club has rallied round it and used it as a way to express themselves during the last... Uh, well 12 months really back to March at least um, so definitely one of the positives to come out of that strange time I remember when we were sat here in March dealing with the fact that Kimber House had to close we had to shut the office to visitors you guys were all working from home we still didn't really get the gravity of the situation in terms of how long it was going to last into the year did we because at that point we thought well you know MG Live might still be able to happen here there was always hope wasn't there right up until the yeah. last minute yeah very much so we still had every scrap of optimism and every belief that we would be able to organize mg live in one way or another hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it because you can look back and say how did we ever think that was going to happen but actually what we thought then march april time was that once the 12-week lockdown had come to an end we kind of emerged like you know butterflies from a chrysalis almost into this new <laughs> fresh cleansed world where we could just resume things and i remember big big events like silverstone classic they said they were going ahead the restoration show at the nec had moved itself to a summer date and they said they were still going ahead everyone was on this boat of thinking well it's not going to last that long we'll get through the other side and then there was that horrible moment, and I remember it, when we were all sat on a Zoom call. And in those days, we were all still getting the hang of Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we spend our lives on it now, of course. Um, the world has definitely got the hang of Zoom over the last year. Um, and we suddenly realised that um, this legislation wasn't going to change. And heartbreakingly, it was the second year that MG Live was not going to take place. And it was a tough moment, wasn't it? Yeah, because... We, you know, MG Live is an institution. You know, the the Silverstone International Meeting, as it was known traditionally. Um, 
is to many people the the highlight of their MG year. You know, we get people from all over the world come to Silverstone to join us for that weekend. And that's only increased as MG has grown globally over the past 10 to 15 years. Um, So to lose it in in 2019 was heartbreaking um, through no fault of our own. You know, the the track at Silverstone had to be resurfaced. Um, You then say, okay, well, we'll push the reset button and, you know, we'll make 2020 even bigger and even better. Um, Who would have thought? That you know, after sixty nine years of of uninterrupted um, meetings at Silverstone in the summer, we lose it two years on the trot. Uh, I I still can't really believe it. Yes, we love the cars, but we're in a club because nine times out of ten, that's where your mates are. Lauren and I were talking about how this year's been uh, the other day, and she said, you know, she thought she'd underestimated how much she's missed just being able to go and see a friend for a cup of tea, Mm. just catching up just hanging out and when you're doing that with mates that share a common interest like your mgs to have that taken away through no fault of your own is really really unfair and really hard but again you know testament to the to the strength of well of, of mg car club members haven't they done brilliantly with with things like zoom um to to try and fill that void you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to join um, a couple of, of Zoom meetings with the, with the Southeast Centre, with one of their natters, and with the MG Car Club Victoria down in Australia. And particularly the, the guys in Victoria have done a brilliant job with, with Zoom meetings. Um, I joined one of their natters when, just after Sir Sterling Moss passed away, a full film show for us all through Zoom with a couple of little uh, documentaries that celebrated Sir Sterling's life. And it was as good as being in a pub with your mates. The only problem for me was it was 11 o'clock in the morning and I couldn't possibly be having a pint. But um, <laughs> it was brilliant and it worked really, really well. And it was every bit as good as it possibly could be and as close as it possibly could be to getting in, in a pub with your mates. So yeah, we've we've shown that despite the adversity, that the strength of character within car club members and the MG community is as strong as ever. Outside of the MG car club, of course, the classic car world bounced back pretty quickly, didn't it? Because what we found was that people were doing more projects at home in this spare time under lockdown that they were given, and classic car businesses selling parts, people like Moss, for example, were having a really busy time of it because people were ordering parts over the counters via mail delivery for for all of their projects that they'd started. But of course, for the new cars, for MG Motor, they weren't able to shift new cars through the sales rooms because they were shut. Suddenly, there was all this pent-up demand for new cars that was released at the end of that lockdown. And MG Motor really hit the ground running, didn't they? Because soon after lockdown eased, we had the announcement from them of Mission 100, this idea of theirs that they were going to sell all of these cars before the uh, a million cars worldwide before the 100th anniversary of the MG brand. And they laid out a whole strategy for the next three to four years on how they were going to achieve that and get into new markets and release cars and grow the MG brand around the world in new ways. But then also they hit us with the Cyberster. And that was a moment that I'll remember from this year. Yeah, I mean, that's that's some bit of kit. I mean, we've still only seen that those first initial renderings, um, but it's certainly exciting with, with the Emotion already existing as a, as a physical concept car. 
Um, but the Cyberster for me is much closer to what I want from an MG. Um, I'm going to say the E word, which I know is a trigger to some folks, uh, but it is likely to be all electric. Um, but it, it's the proportions are right. It's that sort of MGF, MGTF um, size um, that if I'm going to buy a new MG sports car, that's what I'm going to look for. I'm not going to look for, for a sort of bigger Grand Tourer. I'm going to look for something small. I'm going to look for something a bit more lively and a bit more fun. And the Cyberster, for me, ticks all those boxes, and I can't wait until we see, hopefully, something closer to a production car in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. It was an exciting moment. And then, of course, we had some more production models. Around the world, we had uh, the new MG5, and we had the new MG5, and then we had another new MG5, <laughs> but all of which were different cars, <laughs> but looked different, but were the same, but some were electric, but some were internal combustion engine. There was a bit of global confusion, but the main point was there was an MG5 somewhere near where you live. <laughs> yeah, there is, wherever you find yourself, whichever corner of the world you find yourself in, um, you, there, there is an MG5 for you. Um, my my favourite is the is the uh, MG5. Um, no, <laughs> my favourite is the is the new MG5 that that launched most recently in China. Um, that's that's some car, and if we can get that over here, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be down to my local dealer with a with a hefty deposit. As the year progressed, mainly it was the story of announcing that various events had either been postponed to next year or cancelled, including, of course, MG Live, swiftly followed by Silverstone Classic. The motorsport had come to an end because of lockdown, and gradually, by the middle of July, motorsport was able to return, and there were a few limited numbers of races allowed to run before the end of the season, but they were all done behind closed doors. No audiences were permitted at all, so... I guess that was a bit weird for our racers, really, because although we don't get huge numbers going and watching the racing, there are some avid followers still, aren't there? There's there's very much a, a hardcore of, of supporters that like to get along and watch um, our racing. You know, we, we put on really good race meetings. Um, it's really, really cheap to get along to. And to have that opportunity taken away from us is um, it's just unfair. July was supposed to also have seen a big meeting at the British Motor Museum to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the MGF, which was, of course, the combined Saloon Day and MGF 25 event at Gaydon. Due to happen in July, but postponed now until 2021, one of the many things we've got to look forward to, hopefully, in the new year. The European event of the year also moved forward to 2021. And as we headed towards the end of the summer we started to think that there might just be the possibility of running an event. Because, of course, we hadn't done at that point, Adam, anything really to really properly mark the 90th anniversary of the MG Car Club, which was fast approaching uh, for the first weekend of October. So we came up with the MG Social at Gaydon. And it was a bit touch and go because literally as the event got ever closer so too did the restrictions get ever more strict. <laughs> and just as we were getting to the peak of selling tickets, they came up with this rule of six malarkey, didn't they, that we all had to adhere to. But we managed to pull it off. Yeah, we did. And again, I'm really proud of that event because um, we, we put together a really safe 
um, event. We we went above and beyond uh, the museum's requirements. You know, we were told that we didn't need to socially distance the cars in the car park. Um, we chose to do that. That was that was something that Lauren was very keen on. What a great event that was! The weather was good. Um, there were loads of lovely cars there. It was safe. Um, purely by chance, it ended up being an opportunity for us to to celebrate the life of Don Hater as well. So, yeah. Everything came together for that event. And we managed to mark the 90th anniversary at Kimber House by uh, that lovely video address that we had with Bill Silcock, the chairman. And of course, uh, you gave us a lovely tour of Kimber House as well in the archives we get to see behind the scenes. I think everyone appreciated that little look on video at how we'd marked the uh, anniversary of 90 years of the MG Car Club. But also, talking of Kimber House, it was the anniversary of three decades of the MG Car Club being based in that very building as well wasn't it it's incredible really when you look back to to 1990 um, and you look at what Kimber House was like the building has come so far but none of it would have been possible had it not been for for the efforts of members to to fundraise for for us to actually be able to to buy the building Uh, and you look at how it's grown and how it's developed with the Bill Wallace wing with the John Thornley suite the archive, Kimber stores, you know, everything here is a testament to our members. So, um, yeah, again, it would have been nice. We were planning an open day. We would have loved to have got as many people down here as possible to, to mark, like you say, three decades here at Kimber House. But again, it'll be on the calendar for next year, mate. It will indeed. The Young Members Branch uh, also engaged with Youth Week, International Youth Week, uh, no less, uh, by running a whole series of videos of not only the youth members within the MG Car Club, but also those young people working around the MG brand. That was a fantastic initiative to enjoy through late summer just about the time when MG themselves launched a brand new model. It was the Gloucester, and it arrived in India, and it was massive. And it was MG's first foray into the premium SUV market. And it was interesting to see how they managed to roll that out to great success, despite ever-growing pandemic issues in India itself. And uh, they continue to struggle with extreme legislation and uh, restrictions on their way of life over in that part of the world. And then we got towards the end of the year and we would have normally have been flying you out probably Adam to the 2020 Beijing Auto Show to see that new MG5 that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, But uh, towards the end of the year we had the terrible news that well we managed to get the MG Social done and dusted just as the drawbridge went up didn't it really and we were plunged into a second lockdown. One thing I don't want to hear in 2021 is the word lockdown. Uh, or I, I don't want to hear about tears. Um, I don't want to hear about restrictions. Um, I don't want anyone to be socially distanced. Um, if you're at an event, I don't care who you are. If you see me uh, and it's safe, uh, come and hug me. You know, do what you like. Um, because we've all we've all put up with it for this for this year. So come and shake my hand. Come and give me a hug. Um, just make sure that I've been vaccinated first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Well, we put that time to good use because throughout the summer we'd been running the MG Car Club's 90th anniversary photo competition, which due to the pandemic kind of morphed itself into our virtual MG show. 
and it must be the longest running MG show ever because it lasted about six months. But <laughs> what a fantastic photo contest that was. It started quite small, really, and we wanted some really nice pictures to showcase what you, the MG Car Club members, do with your passion and with your fantastic variety of cars that you own within the club. It quickly grew to one of our most important outlets really for our passion throughout the restrictions of the pandemic and it quickly became our year-long virtual show but in October we announced the 90 finalists one for each year of the MG Car Club that we're celebrating this year that will go through to the final results judging and out of those 90 finalists one from each year of the MG Car Club very soon very very soon we will be announcing the winner and uh, that photo will go on to be used in a lot of advertising and marketing that we'll go and use to go and tell the rest of the world how good the mg car club community is and uh, that'll be a, a nice coveted award i think adam yeah definitely there's no uh, no better opportunity to show uh, everyone just how proud you are of your mg than it being you know judged the best photo of a car um not just from the uk but but all over the world well, that was the thing. It started small in the UK. Very quickly, we got requests from all over the world to see if they could join in as well. So much so, we had to start new contests and new competitions for each country in the world, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it was um, It was lovely to see so many people want to get involved and, and want to join, join the party and join the show. So, uh, yeah, that was brilliant. As we then come to the end of the MG Car Club's 90th year, 2020... It would have been quite interesting to go back in time if such inventions were around and tell Cecil Kimber, here, you'll never guess what happens in the world 90 <laughs> years from now. They'd be amazed to know how we managed to celebrate the 90th anniversary. But so what we must do is look forward to a fantastic year ahead and more fantastic interviews, I hope, on the podcast. Um, I mean, looking back over some of the interviews before we look at 2021, I mean, we started with Charlotte Valden, that fantastic story of uh, her granddad's car that was passed down to her, Frisky the MGA. That started us off back in April. We then commemorated Sterling Moss's passing with a fascinating insight into the works MGs that were built at Abingdon with Graham Robson, who has written more books about British cars than anyone else. Uh, we spoke to many of those people from MG Motor, of course. Daniel Gregorius joined us. We spoke to MG India as well. Gaurav Gupta joined us from there. We had that fantastic story as well of uh, Chris Marsh, didn't we? Um, who was the son of Jem Marsh from Marcos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And his connection with MG. That was a high point for me. Uh, we had An Anstead on the show in episode 10 uh, to talk about wheeler dealers and how he saw the future of classic cars and engineering in the classic car sector. That was a really good and enjoyable interview. But I've got to say, some of my highlights from the episodes that started us off earlier in the year, it's got to, one of them has got to have been Dr. Ian Pogson. That was, a, that was a great interview, wasn't it? Yeah, Poggy's great. So warm and so, so passionate about MG. Um, and I've said on the podcast before, you know, when I was a wet behind the ears um, motoring journo, um, Ian was kind enough to, he could see the sort of wild eyed wonder I had at, at being at, at being at Longbridge. Um, and he was kind enough to take me and show me um, the, the sort of darkest corners of Longbridge where 
the remains of MG Rover clung on for dear life, you know, cars unfinished and unbuilt bodies and all sorts of weird and wonderful things that we've all seen on online. Um, but Ian could see that there was a, a, a sort of level of love that I had for that plant um, and was kind enough to share some of those stories with me. And then even more so kind enough to come on the podcast and, and share those stories with all our listeners. Well, it was perfectly timed because just as we had Dr. Ian Pogson on the MG Car Club podcast, we also learned that the very last bits of the Longbridge plant, the last remaining few bricks, had been demolished. And this year marked the very end of Longbridge, didn't it? The very last walls were pulled down and the demolition has finally been completed. Yeah, I mean, there are still um, some some elements of, of the factory remaining. Um, there's still the conference centre there, which is where um, it used to be the MG Sales Centre. It's now Paul Rigby MG Longbridge. Um, there is still the Cecil Kimber um, Academy, uh, which is where MG Motor do their their training for their technicians. I'm not sure if they still do the training there or not. Um, and there is still the the after sales and spares based at uh, at Low Hill Lane, but so much of that plant is gone now, um, and and it it does still hurt. You know, it, it's we're 15 years out from the collapse of MG Rover. Um, you know, MG has has very clearly gone from strength to strength under under its current ownership, um, and there is with the best one in the world, there is no way that MG Rover could have achieved uh, a third of what of what MG Motor have achieved with with their access to to bigger um, being part of a bigger company. You know, it gives them a bigger bigger footprint to draw from. Um, but it is such a shame because far beyond MG. You know, Longbridge um, is an iconic part of the British motor uh, industry. You know, it was the home of Sir Alicus Agonis. It was for so many years the home of the Mini, um, of Austin, you know, of later of Rover, um, you know, the MG Metro, the MGF. Um, you know, there were millions and millions and millions of cars poured out of that factory and tens of thousands of men and women put in so much time and effort to, to create those cars and to build those cars, you know, it, I, I get I get emotional about it because I've had a lot of cars from Longbridge, um, you know, and it, they, in my view, they've produced some of the world's best cars. Um, yeah, it, it's, it is still difficult to talk about despite the, despite the time. And, you know, my life wasn't affected by it. You know, I'm just a fan. I'm just a, a passionate supporter. And for those folks that are still dealing with the impact of having lost their jobs at Longbridge, I've got the, the utmost respect for them. We not only mark that era of the MG's history on the podcast, we also went further back to the very early days, actually, of the MG Car Club and some of the early days of Abingdon, in fact, as we talked to Michael Allison on the podcast over two episodes. That was a fascinating insight into those very early days through the 1950s of when he founded the Triple M Register, for example. Um, and we also talked to various uh, people from the media. We had uh, Danny Hopkins from Practical Classics magazine celebrating 40 years with us. Of course, Classic Car Weekly's editor David Simister came to update us on the latest from the classic car world. We announced the FBHVC survey results and we heard from many of our young members as well, including Josh Langstaff. 
And of course, we touched on it a little bit earlier on, but we had two particularly nice tributes to put across in the podcast. Of course, you mentioned there we lost Don Hater and Sir Sterling Moss in 2020, two legends connected with the MG brand, and Don Hater in particular, instrumental in the most iconic MG ever made, really, the MGB. And mm. we've said it before, if you go out onto the street, you ask someone what an MG is, they'll describe an MGB to you. And, and sadly, the man behind that icon of British engineering passed away this year, and he will be very sadly missed. Him and all of his wonderful stories, tips and advice that he would share with us here at the MG Car Club. So... You can listen to all of those podcasts again via mgpodcast.uk. They'll always be there. You can listen to them whenever you like. All 37 of them, in fact. This is episode 38. You can listen for days to MG Car Podcast <laughs> now. Uh, if you've got nothing better to do, but uh, do go and check out. And do, of course, remember that if you want to receive new podcasts automatically, you can do so by subscribing using one of the many podcast applications there are out there. We're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well, and the newly launched Amazon Podcast directory. We're on them all, and you can get the MG Car Club very, very easily of course, delivered to your inbox every weekend via the MG Car Club newsletter that comes out every week. As we look with renewed optimism then for 2021, the year ahead, and lots to look forward to for the MG family across the world, and indeed for the wider classic car community, let's talk then about our three resolutions for 2021. One for your car, one for the MG Car Club, and one for the podcast. Let's start with the car ones first. Adam, your first of your three New Year's resolutions. Okay, so this is a simple one because we all people often make the mistake of setting New Year's resolutions that aren't attainable. Mm. I'm going to lose four stone. I'm going to lose five stone. Mm. I'm going to run a marathon, and then by the third of January, we're we're back on the beers, back on the kebabs, um, and it doesn't happen. So my first New Year's resolution should be really simple. I'm going to use my MGB more. You say more, I think use your MGB full stop <laughs> would probably be the best way of starting that resolution. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's a good point. You know, the, the last, well, to be honest, the last two years um, haven't been great for me and the B. Um, I, I ended up with a new gearbox in the car back in 2019. There were some issues over that, um, which kept the car off the road for, for a big chunk of the year. Um, and then, of course, you know we've we've had um, we've had the, the the pandemic coupled with the fact that at the moment there's a skip in front of my garage door, so I can't get the car out uh, at the moment. So in 2021, I really want to make the most of having what, in my opinion, is is a lovely car, and I want to get out and use my MGB GT more. For myself, less of a resolution, really, because I mean my cars get used and abused a lot, and. I mean, I have some hopes car-wise in the year ahead. The first one is to return to trialling. They've sadly just had to cancel the Exeter that would normally happen the first weekend of January. It's a big thing to see that event cancelled. I really want to see trialling return. That's my hope. So that's the car bit done for me. I would love us to do a live podcast. I'd love us to, to do um do like a like an interview with someone from mg or from the motorsport world and and getting a live audience 
and do a live Q&A uh, and record it and then get it out live um, on on YouTube and then share the audio of the interview as, as an episode or two episodes. Uh, I think that would be brilliant fun. So um, what you're saying is it's going to be like an MG version of Gardner's Question Time. Yeah, or, mm. or I'd love us to try and do like uh, MG Car Club podcast live, like a phone in. I like it. It could be dangerous, that. It could be really dangerous, but it could be really good fun. <laughs> we do it on Facebook, um, and we do it on YouTube live. So, obviously, you and I would have to get together in the same space. But, you know, we could have people call in and, and tell us about their cars and ask us technical questions that we won't be able to answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, just something that really brings the, the listeners and the MG community really close to to us as a podcast that would be that would be brilliant i think well perhaps you have some ideas yourself of what we should include on the mg car club podcast in 2021 and we're always open to suggestions because ultimately adam and i just facilitate this thing really it is your podcast and you call the shots all you have to do is go to the website for the podcast mgpodcast.uk and there's a little button on there called contact and you can get in touch with us via that button in a couple of ways you can either use the contact form to fill out your message in the good old-fashioned written text way or you can click to record us an audio message and we can get you on the podcast we'd love to hear your suggestions for the next 12 months what would you like to hear who would you like us to interview Get those suggestions into us. mgpodcast.uk. Click the contact button there. Talking of the club generally then, Adam. This is kind of a, a personal one and a club one for me. Um, in in 2021, I'd really like to get to more club events um, at a regional level. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work at things like MG Live um, at the MG Car Club Social we did back in October um, at things like the Classic Motor Show um, but I'd really love to have the opportunity to get to some of the regional events that centres and registers organise um, you know I was one of the cars that really stood out to me at the MG Car Club Social was um, was the MGC um, the University of Motors MGC with the square headlights that we talked about yeah. and uh, and Mike Horton was so excited to come and share that car with me um, I'd love to you know that that just that interaction with, with Mike um, really reminded me how much I miss going to shows and getting to events so in 2021, I would really love to get to to some more regional events. Um, and if you're planning them and, and you'd like me to come along, ping me an email because I'd, I'd love to get to more events next year. So that's that's my uh, that's my resolution. Yeah, for me, generally speaking about the MG Car Club, I'd just like to see more people involved. Um you know, we there are so many MG owners out there who are not members of the MG Car Club. Mm. It'd just be nice to to just continue to work, and and the work is never done here. You can never sort of say, right, that's finished. I've done all I can do. The work is ongoing in making sure that the the name of the MG Car Club gets out there, and everyone else understands what fun we have and what a fantastic community that we all enjoy. There are other MG clubs out there. Sure, you can go and join them, but there's something special 
about our little family here and what we do and how we interact with each other, support each other and the knowledge that we have and the activities that we have and the way that we communicate. There are no other MG clubs with a podcast like this. Some would say, thank God. Uh, others would say, <laughs> you know, it's just a testament really to the MG Car Club and the new things that we like to try and the fact that we do everything to keep our members in touch. With, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through Safety Fast, which has been continued to be published unwavering through the pandemic, or even the weekly newsletter that we deliver into your email inboxes on a Saturday afternoon. All of those things just show, I think, that we're, we're the best MG club family out there and we need to go and tell everyone else that so that they come and join it and they can enjoy what we enjoy as part of this fantastic community. So car club wise i think that is my ambition and resolution for 2021 especially in my job as a communications man that's what i do best and i hope i can help the mg car club achieve those things in the year to come and it's going to be a challenging year and i think as we look ahead actually adam it's going to be a challenging decade because as we've talked about a lot on this podcast 2030 is the cutoff date for internal combustion engines in new cars there is no threat at the moment to historic vehicles and classic cars but we must continue to fight through our activities as the mg car club and through our membership of bodies like the fbhvc to ensure that our right to enjoy historic vehicles on the roads and our freedom to enjoy them unhindered is preserved after 2030 and as we head towards that date as well also that we continue to have the fuel that we need to run our individual pieces of transport heritage on and that that petrol supply is plentiful uh, post 2030 um, car clubs can get wrapped up in politics and people can have the odd disagreement or differences in opinion but now is the time as we head into this next decade where everyone in all car clubs in every aspect of the classic car community needs to come together to ensure that we have a classic car community left into the years to come i think that is going to be our biggest challenge not just in 2021 adam but as we look ahead to the decade ahead of us but one thing i do know is that if any community can rise to the challenge, it's the MG Car Club and the MG community. So um, it's going to be a big mountain to climb, but I firmly believe we can do it. We look forward to seeing all of you guys out somewhere in 2021. And no matter what challenges get thrown at us over the next 12 months, one thing you can be sure of, the MG Car Club will still be here for you. We'll be still active and keeping you entertained. And me and Adam will still be here with the MG Car Club podcast to bring the stories of your MG passion to the worldwide MG audience. So all the best of luck for 2021 and whatever it holds in store. Keep yourself safe and well. And we'll see you in the new year with a new series of MG Car Club podcasts. So for me, Wayne Scott, we'll see you. And for me, Adam Sloman, Happy New Year, guys. Subscribe to receive new episodes of the MG Car Club podcast at mgpodcast.uk.